When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. This got super uncomfortable. No, no, I'm good. But yet in a weird way, I enjoyed it. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Oh, uh, well, I think being on a short week forces you to, to mentally put it aside. Uh, I think the challenges become getting fresh on a short week. Uh, you know, we played, I think, 79 snaps on offense and um, battled down there to get a win. And now, you know, short week, and we got to get ready to go out to San Francisco. You know, we, we know the challenge that they present up front. They got a good front seven, probably the best we're going to face all year. And, you know, we it's a playoff game, so we know what we're getting ourselves into, you know. So we just got to go in and try to stay on schedule. And that's running the football, you know, doing what we do. And I think that'll, that'll take care of itself. Football. Yes, I want I want the game to be like tomorrow. Just ready for this, man. I know that wouldn't be advantageous to the players, though, because they they'd only get like two days off. Yeah, you just heard them there talking really about getting right physically. Yeah, on an already short week. Now you want these guys? Don't you care about these guys as human beings, Mackey? Uh, not really. Are no, they I, just numbers on a jersey to you? They're just commodities. Just to me. pieces of meat that run out there on the field and risk their lives for your entertainment. Yes, hundred okay. percent. All right, Absolutely. just checking. Just yep. checking. And I'm pretty sure I can speak for Judd on that too. Okay. Well, no, I like Kyle Rudolph. He's a good guy. Their hands and feet too. I mean, they've, they've got to run. <laughs> <laughs> they got to catch. They got a slab of meat with no neck but feet. <laughs> but they got to think to make the plays. <laughs> Some of those slabs of meat are more mobile than others. Uh, but uh, but I digress. So all right. Let's just throw this question out to start with. We'll get to the Vikings injury list, which is looks like a full roster, so we'll get to that later on. And write that down, moving to a new day, starting today. Write that down predictions at 5 o'clock today. So get them ready. you got one hour. We're welcoming in a new guest listener to make predictions every week with us. And uh, if you want to find out how to get in on that, download the Score North mobile app, and you can register and enter to be a guest predictor on this segment. But regardless of what happens on Saturday against San Francisco. Are you guys already considering this a successful season or no and why? I always gauge that based on what my expectations were to start the season. And I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I had the lowest expectations for this Vikings team on this particular show. If I'm not, I had them going like eight or nine wins 
and just outside the playoff picture. The fact yeah. that you finished with 10 wins and really only five losses. I don't count the last Bears loss because they didn't care about it. So why should I? So I got him, I got him at a 10 and five record and already into the NFC divisional round. Yeah. They've, they've exceeded my expectations for, for what I thought this team was when the season started. My expectations for Kirk Cousins in the offense. I thought the defense would take another step back just because you look at the ages of their their core players on that side of the football and the step back that they took last year. I thought there would be more regression for the defense. So I I thought that this was going to be kind of a rough season. I I didn't think Mike Zimmer or maybe Rick Spielman were going to make it through this season. And honestly, I thought everybody would be pretty much done with Kirk Cousins by now and ready to move on to the next thing despite one year left on the contract. None of that is true. You're 10 and 5. You made it into the playoffs. You won a playoff game. You have a chance to go to the NFC Championship. Regardless of what happens this Saturday, they've exceeded this guy's expectations. So, yeah, I would I would deem it a success. So I'm super, super torn here because I've got the two sides of Judd here. One is the, the guy who, after the Week 2 loss at Green Bay and then after the uh, debacle, Monday night game against those same Packers basically said, Vikings fans, if this team makes the playoffs, be happy, right? So under that version of things for me, I would say, hey, they not only made the playoffs, they won a playoff game. That's pretty good. That then would make this game in San Francisco, let's say if you lose by three points or a touchdown, a success. Here's where I'm torn, though. March 2018. Kirk Cousins was signed here for the specific nature, the purpose of going to a Super Bowl, right? To make a run at a championship. To To get back to where you were in January of 2018 and then and then perhaps with what you consider to be a better quarterback and still a really good defense, exceed that. So I'm really torn here because my latest feeling is that, yes, if they go to the top seed, they're the sixth seed, and they don't get blown out, which I don't think that they will in Santa Clara on Saturday, that then fundamentally makes this year a success. That being said, I'm the same guy who said, who along with, I think, you, Phil, and a lot of people in March of 18 said, you just signed a better quarterback. At that point, your defense is thought to be really good. This is this has the makings of a championship move. And under that scenario, if you lose on Saturday, you come up short. So I'm super torn on that question. I'm yeah. super torn. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's it's easy to be black and white with some of this stuff, but I think it's okay to put Super Bowl expectations on this team, even though. They lost a couple games down the stretch and they win the division. Super Bowl or bust or Super Bowl expectations? Because for you to say this season is not a success or you're disappointed, that would mean essentially that you're saying Super Bowl or bust. That this so, thing, it was either Super Bowl or failure. Actually, you just put two words. I think you can separate two of those words. You said success and you said disappointment in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. I think you can say, hey, for all the reasons Judd just listed, your goal at the beginning of the season and your goal two years ago when you moved on from Case Keenum and decided to spend $84 million guaranteed on Kirk Cousins, your goal was to get to the Super Bowl for the first time since the 70s. Right? Let's, let's check that box for the first time since the 70s. You get the defense. You got the coach in place that you love. You got a couple great wide receivers. You drafted Dalvin Cook along the way. And you brought in a guy that could hit deep passes and that was going to be an upgrade over Case Keenum for the long haul. And you don't put all those things together in a stew to just be happy with 
a ten and six regular season record and a and a wild card game. So I think the expectation and 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 in, in defining what success is, I still think even though they were the six seed and not the two seed, and they were they're playing road games instead of home games, I still think you can hold them to go to the Super Bowl. Go go beat San Francisco on the road, just like you did in 1987. And by the way, I was watching that game in the background today. Thoughts on that? Holy cow. The NFL was amazing in 1987. But yeah, CTE, what's that? If they get beat by San Francisco, I will consider this season a failure on many levels compared to their expectations. But I won't necessarily feel wildly disappointed because they were really entertaining but, for four months and won a road playoff game that they probably shouldn't have. But will you... Feel disappointed in your mind as far as because that's where I'm torn. Like there was a time that the plan was hold on a second here. This team w- went in 2018 to a, a conference title game, and now they've improved the quarterback position at least in their minds. So that feeling was this overwhelming. This should be a championship type team, but with where I felt after week two, and especially I guess where I felt with after the Packer Monday night loss personally. I'm not sure I can sit here and say you guys failed. They, see, but but see, they, this is this is where like so personally, how do you feel? This is the nuance not of them, but you of, of being a sports fan and watching teams. Is the Vikings have provided a lot of fun moments this season? They provided the first road playoff win in 15 years, which mm-hmm. is something that I don't think you can just dismiss. They dismantled one of the best teams in the NFL in their home stadium, so they've given us a lot of joy this season. But it's been decades since they've gone to the Super Bowl. And they've got all the pieces on paper to win a couple games and make a run. So it's hard for me to answer the question in in a black and white form. I think they will have failed to meet their expectations if they don't beat San Francisco and if they don't go to the Super Bowl. They will have failed to meet their expectations. But what about your they've expectations? They've also given me a lot of fun moments. This That's season. what I keep trying to what get. What about at? your yeah, expectations? You, you personally, what did how, you expect the, of this team super, when the season started? Um, NFC Championship game. You did. I expected NFC Championship game. Yes. And so beat San Francisco, and you will have met my expectations. Of the season. I don't think I did. By now, I don't think I did. I had him at I 11, one I had, time. I had him at eleven now. and five and winning the division, or at least being right there for the division. I yeah, guess if my hopes were that high. I guess I would say that this season was not a success, and I'm and I'm disappointed. I guess my thought was was probable wild card, and if you got this far by now, I was I wouldn't be outraged by it, or I wouldn't be oh it, it's a failure, because I began to think when when you sign Cousins, and you turn around in year one of Captain Kirk and go eight seven and one. That's where I sort of backed off, and I'm like, whoa, this is not what what I expected or thought. So that that probably dumbed down my expectations for this season, and therefore probably why I, I backed way off how I felt after the press conference when Cousins signed, which walking out of TCO Performance Center on that day, Phil, was definitely Super Bowl team. I probably backed way off that. Because last year was such a debacle for, for, for what the expectation was. Yeah. And then that last game, you play the Bears. The Bears technically shouldn't care, and you lose that game. So that that's probably why I had reset. I think my expectations in the spring going into the season were 10 wins. I think I put them on 10 wins, which is a nice year, which was a nice year. 
But man, I but here's the thing too. Like this, in terms of expectations, I, down. I know that they're a touchdown underdog. I haven't looked at what the latest lines are today, but they've most sports books have had them as like a touchdown underdog yep. in San Francisco this week. But I get that San Francisco has been a machine, and at times their defense has looked just like a brick wall. But they've got a first time big moment. Uh, head coaching situation here. I mean, Kyle Shanahan has been in a lot of big games. This is Kyle Shanahan's first time in a big game like this as a head coach. Mm-hmm. It's Jimmy Garoppolo's first time in a big game like this as a quarterback. And yeah, he's twenty-one and five in the regular season, and he's and he and he spent a lot of time in New England as a backup, and so he's he's seen what winning process looks like. But as, in terms of you're driving the car for the first time, man, and this thing's going to be going eighty miles an hour on the freeway, and you and and you can't crash it. I think there's a lot of little hidden advantages the, for the Vikings. The Saints in this game. game was tougher, right? I can't get past that. The Saints the game Saints, on paper in, in it that, should have been in tougher. That yes. New Orleans is a tougher place to play. They were a hotter football team. Yes. And if you ask me, when you look at matchups as far as Vikings strengths versus 49ers weaknesses and 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 vice versa, I think this is a better matchup for the Vikings than they had a week ago. That's how I feel. And actually, we had a caller. I forget which caller on the Coffee Club vent line today who brought up a great point that I have not seen yet. And this one is really interesting. The point being, Shanahan comes from, uh, obviously, his father's coaching tree, right? Who else comes from his dad's coaching tree? And who else could provide plenty of input on the expectation of what that offense will do on Saturday? Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak. I hadn't really thought about that. It's a great point. Yeah. It's a great point because the expectation in Washington, I, I believe that Shanahan was the OC in Washington for something like four years. The last two years that he was there, the backup quarterback was Kirk Cousins. If you guys recall, for a long time when, when Kirk was uh, being franchised by Washington, at that point in time, we all thought, oh, Kirk's finally going to break free and go where? Not here. He's going to go with Shanahan to San Francisco. Then they trade, obviously, make the deal for Garoppolo, which is a smart move. But that stopped Kirk from going with his buddy Kyle. But now Kirk is thriving, basically running a system from the Shanahan offense, which Kubiak knows back and forth. Therefore, it wouldn't be hard for Gary to go to Mike and be like, let me help you out a little bit here. Yeah. That was so, a really good point. And, and this, this time of year, you're looking to pick up any little piece of information you possibly can, right? How much time did Marcus Sherrill spend with the Saints? About a month? Yeah, I think he got he got hurt at the end of training camp and then got released. See, that's the type of so stuff. like a month I, of training camp. I'd love to know, did he pick up anything in a, in that month that the Vikings used in that game against... Because like, if you get one little thing, and this is why the Patriots cut corners, right? Because if they can pick up some hand signals on the sidelines, but this is if you can do it in a fair, legal way... Oh, who's or if you about, know something about Shanahan's oh, system. Wait, wait. Yeah, why are we fair worried legal? about fair legal? It's 2020, man. Have yeah. you not seen what's All going right, on? If you, can, here? if you can cheat, if you can get away with it, is what we're talking about. Patriots, the yeah. Red Sox. You don't need fair and legal. Exactly. 651-646-8255. Are you uh are you fat and happy off that win against New Orleans or oh, I thought you were talking about my laundry. <laughs> You're not fat. It was like a, it was a I turkey just sandwich. Mommy. What was for lunch? It was a turkey, turkey sandwich, sandwich on whole wheat bread. Lots of veggies. Trying to lose some lots of veggies. Any sauces? Little any mayo? Little honey mustard wow. on one side oh, and nice. uh, chipotle ranch dressing on the other oh, side. Oh, really? Yeah, just a, just a little. Just a little, you know, thin thin layer of Chipotle Ranch dressing. Do you make your own Chipotle Ranch dressing? No. I bought Hidden Valley Ranch Chipotle Ranch dressing. Wow. It's really good. Right really, really good. Wow. That's Find a... it in your uh, in a grocery store. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> 
find it on the Scornoth mobile app. It's free, free to download for Apple and uh, Android devices. Uh, Ryan in Fargo, what's going on, man? Hey guys, um, I just wanted to say that as far as the season goes, I think it's a success. I think, I mean, it wasn't pretty how we got here, but the fact that they're they beat the number number three seed at home in one of the toughest places to play. That that was impressive. Now you got to you know go to San Fran obviously and do it there. But I do have an analogy for the game, for the Saints game. I think the miracle game was Zimmer's Sergeant Pepper, and the Sunday game was his Abbey Road. That's uh, I love how you Jack might have to translate that for me. <laughs> I love you know what greatest call of all time right of there. all time wow all time. Yeah. Do we have anything to give this guy as the greatest caller of all? You time? are the best. <laughs> Is there a trophy or a plaque or something? Wow, <laughs> Robbie probably I'm likes honored. to call just as it's much a, as Ryan. That's, right. a, that's a really good call, Ryan. If you yeah. could if you could put it into like Bon Jovi uh, late eighties terms for me, no rock terms. No, don't do that, Ryan. Yeah, slippery when wet was maybe the. Abbey Road or the? Oh, no, God. no, you can't yeah, do this. No, Don't you lost stop it already. You're ruining a good call. Stop it, pet You're sounds. You're ruining the greatest call of all time. Stop it, pet sounds. That's it. Okay. All right, my bad. Thanks, right, Brian. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. It's uh, Ryan and Fargo. All right, Joe. What what to decipher that? Oh, this is easy. So, Peppers was was what the the most influential album of how long because it had all of these designs and textures it changed everything and layers yeah. that people didn't see coming that's um let's see here let's see here how can i help you i, I love how the beatles day, were like controversial like oh my god oh the beatles were kind of oh, well not, not controversial like, but is? but they, <laughs> they redid things man okay so now, now you've got can you imagine if like slipknot performed <laughs> in the 1960s or you asked me to explain Sorry, okay i will explain People wanted Elvis's hips off TV at one yeah. point, all right? Now Shakira and J-Lo are the halftime show at the Super Bowl. We're all about the hips now. Okay. We want nothing but shaking hips. Hips don't lie. No, they don't. Hunter and Griffin going inside is a day in the life, basically. <laughs> that song and those two. It's a, it, it, And Sendejo at the nickel corner. A masterpiece. Sendejo in the nickel corner is when I'm 64. Okay. Okay. How I about like that? This. Something I like, like what that. We're doing here. Hmm. They were losing all our listeners under forty, but I like what's going on here. No, you know what? Our listeners go get Sergeant Peppers, <laughs> put that sucker on the turntable, and you you will agree with Sports Dad. Yeah, Phil. Sports Dad. Sports Dad. Explaining these musical. Tie-ins, Educate man. yourself, Phil. Yeah. By the way, uh, music analogies for the rest of the show. If you guys want to call in, six five one six four six eight two five five. Greatest call of all time. I love that call. Man, that, wow. The parallels were fantastic. Ryan and Fargo has set the bar really high. Have you guys seen the Vikings injury report that includes yes. twelve players today? I did twelve players. So I'm just going to go through this, and you tell me when 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 you want me to hit the panic button here. All right, I'll have my finger just hit on it, it right away. Okay, we'll just, we'll, just, we'll just play it throughout the yeah. whole thing. Okay. <laughs> So, Mackenzie Alexander, we know the knee issue and the, the surgery. Uh, Stefan Diggs did not practice yesterday or today due to illness. Jaron Curse with a toe knee situation did yeah. not practice yesterday or today. Not good. Did they, is yesterday, did they actually practice? No, so, no. this is like Why if they would have through? practiced. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll just go with today. Pretend, pretend practice. Lindvall Joseph was limited with a knee situation. That's been bad for a long time. Dalvin Cook was a full participant with his shoulder sort of collarbone. Conklin has a knee, uh, Josh Klein elbow, uh, Xavier Rhodes uh, ankle shoulder, but he's been practicing. But Adam Thielen popped up today on the injury report. 
limited, so he was out there with an ankle injury. So you got Stefan Diggs is sick. Adam Thielen has an ankle. They're still down cornerbacks. Well, according uh, to a tweet I saw from our friend Thielen got hurt during practice today. So he didn't get hurt during the game. He got Correct. hurt during practice. Ankle, yeah, he hurt so his ankle he must have turned today. his ankle during practice today, and then I would guess he left, my guess. Or is this brilliant gamesmanship by Mike Zimmer? That's what I think is going on here. That's exactly what I think is going on. I mean, the, th- the, th- the Thielen thing, the Thielen thing, it sounds like some there is something there to it. For him to leave practice and not come back. But, yeah, I think this is a uh, an overstated injury list. That just makes the 49ers wonder exactly who is injured and how injured are they and what do we have to deal with on Sunday. I mean, is this is this is this what we've been talking about a little bit yesterday, today? Yeah. That you kind of got to pick your poison, right? Dalvin Cook, you can either load the box, stop Dalvin Cook. Maybe this is the Vikings trying to tell the Niners, hey, Stefan Diggs has been sick all week. He's not practicing. Adam Thielen can barely walk. My God, like the guy's ankle is a mess. You can cover these guys one on one on the outside. Just why don't you bring the safeties up? Why don't you uh, why don't you load the box against Dalvin Cook and then bam, Kirk Cousins over the top four different times. Diggs this is Thielen. the Vikings, Phil. I mean, that would be genius, but <laughs> I'm concerned until I, I see them all out there on Saturday healthy. But we've we've seen enough that. Um, I hate to assume. Yeah, they're not they're not uh, much for subterfuge. I uh, no. someone someone sent us a link here. Our uh, loyal listener Paul sent us a link to the 1987 NFC playoff game. That was an NFC uh, championship game or divisional round game between the Niners. That, no, they beat the Niners to get to the championship round. The 87 to get playoffs, to Washington. right? Yep. They beat and then they the lost Saints, to Washington. The Niners and then played Washington. And uh, so it's it's like a full as high def as you can get on YouTube in 1987, and it's Joe Theismann with like one of his first years in broadcasting as the color commentator. Okay. If you guys get a chance, click on that link and just watch a chunk of that game. Three amazing things stand out to me. Number one, Jerry Burns looks like he's 90 and isn't wearing a headset. He's just wandering up and down the sidelines. Like, Jerry Burns is a legend, man. He's a great coordinator and pretty good coach, yeah. Just walking up and down the sidelines. Number two, did were shoulder pads just like... Ten times bigger Aren't in the 1980s? Great? Yes. Aren't they Everyone's great? Everyone's shoulder pads are crazy. massive. No, they're massive. They're huge. They're great. I love them. <laughs> it's hilarious. The Why did shoulder pads get smaller? Probably because uh, the the uh, technology improved to be more yeah, protective by being smaller. Yes, and so they're lighter, easier yeah. to move with. You, you used to wear neck rolls, as Collar t- yeah. talked about. Neck rolls I protected love you. Love neck, neck rolls. rolls. Great. I mean, it looks it looks like the these backboard. guys all have like nine pillows on their shoulders yes. and the and the backboard and the. And yeah, the neck roll. The jersey is billowing. It's amazing. I know. And then uh, it was also I, I, I didn't. You, Judd, you can fill us in because you you probably watched that season closely. But <laughs> the the beginning discussion. So the Vikings get the ball and they're driving into Niners territory on their first offensive possession with those great all white uniforms and the Niners with their classic tan and reds from the eighties. Yep. And Joe Theismann makes note and says, "Well, Jerry Burns got to be feeling pretty good that he decided to start Wade Wilson in this game." So the Vikings were going into the second round of the playoffs basically like, oh, is it going to be Tommy Kramer? Well, this, is it going to be Wade Wilson? So we, so Kramer Wade, was the longtime starter. Wade was the better quarterback. Kramer was Burnsy's guy. Okay. Kramer was a veteran. and I believe that Kramer's first game, Kramer's great comeback as a rookie replacing, I believe, an injured Tart came in 77. And I believe it it was against San Francisco at the Met, all right? So Tommy is 10 years in by that point. 
Tommy was hurt, I believe, and came back. And so Bernsey started him against the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. Tommy got hurt again, and I don't know if he was playing great at that point. Wilson, who, who had been a starter somewhat by then, but, but was by that point Kramer's longtime backup came in and actually was really good and played well. So they basically had a quarterback in Kramer who I think Bernsey, if he had a preference, would start. But the reality was Wade was the better choice to start by then. But yes, it was a different world as far as now, you know. Well, the Vikings are, are who are they going to start on uh, Saturday? That's hilarious. Are how they how start, common that was, right? Are they going to start Cousins? Yes. Yes. And it was common because even after Tommy Kramer was out of the picture, the Vikings did the same thing with like Rich Gannon and Sean I Salisbury. Saw, I saw, I want to say, my, my dad took me to the Met to a Monday night football game in 81 between the Raiders and Vikings. And I want to say even back then, Wilson might have been a rookie that year. He started. So like this whole thing of shuffling QBs, I don't know that you would call it commonplace at that time, but compared to now, because now it's just like, you're the backup, yeah. and you're the backup for life. What is, for you guys, and, and for Rami too, what what is your favorite, if you if you had to take out like the current era, so the last 10 years of, of NFL, so like 2010 forward, this last decade, that's off the table. What is your favorite decade to watch, to go back and just watch clips from? Probably the 80s. It's probably, and, and, Look, I understand what the violence does to these guys, their bodies. Oh, you their started minds, the show. You everything. started yeah, the show. But man, by you know criticizing what? us you know for just I, roll with it. Don't I'm, don't apologize. I'm a human. All right. We've been we've been getting entertained and taking joy in violence since, you know, Romans were in in the arena fighting lions and stuff. So I don't mind saying that watching guys get clotheslined and get their heads ripped off while I don't want that to happen anymore because we know now what it does to these guys and we've seen the effects of it. Yeah, but back when we were oblivious super to it. Super entertaining. Super entertaining, <laughs> man. I saw a uh, an open for, for the NFL on CBS from like 1987 or something that came across my timeline a couple of weeks ago. It's outstanding. It was like a two-and-a-half-minute open Two minutes of the two minutes and 30 seconds are not only penalties in today's NFL. They're crimes. They're crimes that you will be charged for. It's insane. He's it's right. crazy, and it was mad entertaining, man. I don't, I don't mind admitting that. I really the don't NFL today that. on CBS. <laughs> yeah, it is basically a tutorial in, in ejections. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's fair. Just a bunch of Jack Tatum hits. Chuck, oh. Remember that Chuck Cecil guy for the Packers? And- Absolutely. Cardinals too, right? That was awesome on Tecmo Super Bowl too. I would say that my favorite probably was um, when I started to watch as a kid in 78 or so. Here's the one thing I loved. And this is not, it's not exactly violence, but I loved the old games played on really not great grass. Dude, I was... Baseball stadiums. I was just going to bring that up. Guys, basically, and, and again... The old school equipment, which is just so oversized and huge, but seeing guys fly through the mud. Go back and watch on YouTube. Go go back and watch the nineteen. Oh boy, was it? I believe it was the 1977 NFC title game, Phil. The Mud Bowl at the Coliseum, Vikings, Vikings and Rams. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So even in this '87 game, that's another observation I had. These these white uniforms. On, there's I'll not there's not even you. that many grass fields left in the NFL. No, there's probably what, yeah. They I just know, didn't give a seven. crap back then about a field. <laughs> there, there, there's, that was Candlestick Park. Man. Everyone's white uniform is just sloppy after the game's over. We didn't care about their safety. We didn't care about the fields they played on. 
Jacked him up. <laughs> I mean, as recently as what? 15 years ago now? Yeah. 18 years ago, we we watched a segment with great anticipation where they would all yell, he jacked him up. He got jacked up. Yeah. That's still a great segment, I still too. love that segment. I'm Someone sorry. The XFL should bring that back. I still love that segment. The XFL should bring that back. I can't then, remember my name. And then can't, they just like, can't they censor the hit or just like blur out the hit as it's happening and still do the jacked up part if they don't want us to see it? What, like porn? Yeah. <laughs> just like I, a, think, I think the 80s was the one decade, the one generation where like, the athletes were what we know as modern athletes today, like these jacked up freaks of nature. And you didn't yet have the rules to make the game safe. Like it was the, it was the perfect storm for the most and most entertaining violence you could possibly have and, in the sport. Everyone's 25 pounds more muscular because of anabolic right, steroids. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it, was the fir- it was the first generation where we started like figuring out how to get all big and muscly. Yeah, Judd just pulled up the, the footage here from the 1977 division playoff round. Here's Rami. Rams and Vikings. Why don't we let Fields get that way anymore? Oh, my God. I, I just want a, a the Coliseum. Fest. I mean, Soldier Field was like that, like two seasons ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have fixed it now, but they had some problems there with their turf for like three, four years. I was like, you guys can't figure three out. Three or four years. Yeah. I, I was like, like, you guys can't yeah, figure out years. grass? That's No wonder we can't find a quarterback. You can't figure out grass, much less the evaluation of a head coach or a quarterback. Because your park board ran it. It got worse. Check this one out. Oh, that's great. You t- tweet that out so people who All are right. following us can uh, okay, this is great. Can see this. You can you can tweet at us. We follow Twitter throughout the show, by the that's way. At Phil Mackey. Pit. They're just playing football in a mud pit there. At Rami is like tweeting, fun? at Jay Zilgad, and at Score North. And coming up here, write that down, moving to a new day. We're going to do it on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. So in 30 minutes, we make our first predictions on, uh, on the Wednesday edition of Write That Down. Plus, when we come back here, a segment blatantly stolen from us. Oh, no. Blatantly stolen no. Hijacked. from us. No. Can't even believe. Can't even kind of, Actually, feel kind of honored, but uh, we'll play the evidence when we come back here after we talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company and uh, just the charitable work that Federated has been going about over the past 15 years. Federated Insurance and the Federated Challenge have raised over $35 million for big brothers and big sisters in Minnesota. Not to mention, Federated is a proud sponsor of U of M Athletics and Turnovers for Kids. And so for every forced turnover by the Gophers defense this past season, and there were a few of them, namely by Antoine Winfield Jr., who just declared for the draft today. Federated, Look at you getting in news. Seriously. Impressive. Federated is all about uh, Antoine Winfield going to the National Football League. They donated $1,000 to Big Brothers Big Sisters for every turnover forced by the Gophers defense. And they bring that same culture of service and community to your business. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about the industries they protect. Also, proud sponsor, we think proud anyways, I'm going to assume proud of our show, Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. Uh, what was I listening to on my way into? Actually, I was listening to uh, Ventline Coffee Club on the way in today, and Judd taking joyous calls from Vikings fans all around the country, and that's one of the best things about my brand-new RAV4 XLE. Well, the spaciousness and the size of an SUV is one thing, and the handling and the feel of a Corolla or a Camry, so you get the best combination. But you also get full connectivity to your smartphone with Apple CarPlay and also with the built-in Entune system. And so you can listen to basically any audio app you have on your phone, Score North or uh, the Apple Podcast app for me or Spotify, 
those pop up on your dashboard, and boom, you are one tap of a button away from any of those things that play audio from your phone. Uh, so I love the cars. I also love the people and the service at Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Whether it's Fred Meyer, Simple Truth Turkey, or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Fred Meyer has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone.